Welcome to Golden Hour, a podcast dedicated to spreading light. You'll hear stories and interviews from people who have taken difficult circumstances and made beauty and success out of it. Stories of resilience, love, grace, and hope. One of my favorite quotes, and a quote that inspired this podcast by Rupi Kaur, the world gives you so much pain, and here you are making gold out of it. There's nothing purer than that. I hope you enjoy and spread a little sunshine today. Hello, sunshine, and welcome to the Golden Hour podcast. It is Kimmy Cantrell, your favorite host ever, and I have one of my favorite people ever here with me today, who's a dear friend named Isaiah. Hello, Isaiah. Hi, Kimmy. It's so great to hear and see your voice. It's so great to hear and see yours too. Um, I have you more sunshine than we are. (laughs) Um, I would disagree. I think as a collective, we are the sunshine. Okay, fair. That's what I'm going for. Actually, I don't know if you know this, but in the times in years past, I've actually gotten a little sunshine tattoo right here on my arm. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got that. Actually, my friend Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. We went on a trip to Canada together and she got me, she somehow convinced me on my birthday last year in Canada to get a tattoo by a man who didn't speak English and it was really sketchy and absolutely worth it. So um, that's where this, I, he didn't speak, he didn't, he did not speak any words um, the whole time. I even was like, oh, it looks great. And he just stared at me. So, <laughs> um, but that's where the sunshine, I think kind of originated. I feel like, um, you know, a lot of life people often say things like, hello, sunshine. And you're like the sunshine. And, and I think that's really kind of where it stemmed from, but anywho, yeah. enough about me. Let's talk about you. Oh, no. So I have known Isaiah. I don't even, when did we meet? 2010, 2011. Yeah. Officially 2011, but I knew you, I knew more of you than you knew of me in 2010 because we lived in the same building. That's correct. Yeah, Yeah, that is correct. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I think that's actually how we first like met each other was you were like, I know you, but you probably don't know me. Yeah. And I think I was like, you're totally right. You're absolutely right. I don't know who you are. (laughs) I've always been Um, (laughs) well I want you to introduce yourself but I first want to do an icebreaker because that's just who I am and that's who I'm always going to be so um are you ready for a little icebreaker I've been ready for my icebreaker since you did your icebreaker with Crystal (laughs) (laughs) well it's actually changed so I'm not doing I'm not doing the rapid fire either or because (laughs) you know you can't you can't do too much you know too much of a good thing that makes it not good anymore or whatever um so I've got one question for you and I would like you to give your first answer and then expand um the question is if you had one superpower what would it be and why my superpower of choice has always been are we is this like (laughs) not a trick question (laughs) My, 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 my power my power choice has always been um, in the vein of telekinesis. Mm. Um, I've always kind of drawn near to Professor X and the X-Men. Can you explain telekinesis for those listening that maybe don't know what telekinesis is? Yes. Because I'll it's be actually, honest, I'm not quite sure what telekinesis is. The, the, the length in which I would like this power to go kind of plays into my answer with uh, or my correlation with Professor X from X-Men for those who may not be 
um, as familiar with mutants and all of this superpower stuff, but telekinesis um, in the short and long form is brain power. Um, okay. And that's honestly where I feel like a lot of life is attached to. Um, we have to be empathetic and we have to use our feelings, um, but I've always been more logical than anything. Uh, so using your brain and using your logic and your thoughts uh, has always been my power in life. Uh, so I've always kind of related and closely felt, you know, kind of geared towards Professor X. And so telekinesis can, you can read people's mind, you can move, it kind of, it blends into other powers of telepathy and other um, variations of the tele, which is the root word for mind and things of that nature. Uh, that goes a little <laughs> off, outside. Wow, you're but. so smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've always want, I've always drawn to that because, um, it's not just reading minds. It's not just moving things with your minds. It's not just making people think what you want to think. It's just a combination of so much of that. You can do so much. And that's really how, that's really what our human body is. We have so much functionality and science tells us this all the time that we have so much capacity in our brains that we don't use, mm. uh, which is so amazing to think about that we only tap into X amount of percent in our I don't know, somewhere between 70 to 90, 100 years of life. And we never get to see whatever the rest of that can do. Um, but that's always been the superpower kind of drawn to is telepathy, like, uh, telepathy and telekinesis and things of that nature. Mind that's so profound. <laughs> that's so profound. And now that you explain it, it makes a lot of sense, honestly. <laughs> Does it? And, and what I actually loved that I just did and I didn't even mean to is like, I said, you're so smart. And like, slick for a second forgot that that's your last name <laughs> um but it makes sense it, it totally makes sense so you say that's what you've been drawn to your whole life do you feel like that's been like as a young age do you like recall yourself like wishing that you could tap into more of that brain power or could read people's minds or or is that like a, a more recent development or thought um as a kid I didn't wish I could read people's mind Oddly enough, I, I use it. Uh, I don't know how a lot of people go into interactions and conversations, but I find myself a lot prior to conversations that I know I'm going into kind of like pre-planning the conversation. You know, like mm -hmm. I'll say, okay, this is what we're talking about. If they answer this way, this is probably what my response would be. If they answer this mm -hmm. way, if it goes the way I want it to go, this is how I respond. If it doesn't, then this is how I respond. Uh, so I kind of like pre-plan um responses in a sense and i've noticed and i, I I've, you never know what anyone else can do or what their brain mm -hmm. does because you only get one obviously um <laughs> but sometimes when people are talking to me i do feel like i can kind of anticipate where their response is going um to tack on or answer another part of the question in terms of like wishing if i could do that like i said no i don't want to know the thoughts of so many people um, because I don't want to carry those things. Uh, mm, I would like to yeah. keep my thoughts. I would like to keep my thoughts as pure as they can be on my end. Um, and sometimes, you know, we get, impre we're impressionable. Um, people and humans are impressionable. So um, the more influence and the more opinions that we kind of hear and see, uh, we begin to pick up on those things. So I don't, I don't want to carry that. Um, but yeah, it is something that at one aspect or another is literally kind of always been kind of just a piece of me and how I kind of interact uh, with people. 
yeah. and how I how I make sure that I can kind of step out of things too because we all have different thoughts and opinions. We all come from different places. So. There's so many, honestly. I don't even know if I, I even used... answered the the root of that question anymore. <laughs> no, it was great. You did great. Um, it's interesting you say that because I remember when I was younger, like I very much would respond to that question by saying that I wish I could read people's minds because I'm like, well, then I would know if like they hated me or, you know, I would know if, you know, the silly things and exactly what you said. I think now I just honestly couldn't really care less. And, you know, (laughs) I, I think it's interesting how we evolve, but still carry the same sentiments in in different ways. But speaking of evolving, I would love for you to kind of introduce yourself to us. So I know, I know you, I love you. I think that you're great. And I'm very happy to be talking to you and seeing you. Um, But why don't you catch us up on your life and how you got Mm -hmm. to sitting right here in front of me today? Um, I I loathe talking about myself, but um, (laughs) I'm Isaiah Smart. Um, What am I doing? I'm a graduate of Valdosta State. which is an amazing place to be. Go Blazers. Um, I'm very big into um, all things music and music industry related. Um, I currently, well, last year, as of last year, I launched a um, company to kind of help and assist musical artists. Uh, It's kind of been reshaping in terms of purpose and functionality. Uh, Originally, it was uh, under the guise or under the... um, mission of artist management. Uh, We're somewhere still in between artist management and maybe just general content creation uh, and project management Um, lately and luckily for 2020. It was a blessing in disguise to kind of be able to kind of step back with things kind of slowing down and kind of figuring out how to restructure and make things profitable uh, as well as doing whatever makes the most sense in the infrastructure to work around the people that I work with. So um, that company is called Dreamer Digital. Uh, we, I co-manage an uh, artist named Alex. Um, I A&R for an artist named um, Cantrell. Uh, good friends of mine. Cantrell, who I've known for a long time. Which that's a great, related. It's yeah. a great <laughs> It's a great name to have if you haven't it realized. It is. That. No, I know. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know what else to say about me that people would care enough about. But uh, I love people. Uh, I love you. Uh, I definitely am excited about being here, uh, for sure. Um, you're just as great, if not greater, uh, than you think I am. So thanks for having me formally. My pleasure. Well, um, my fellow Leo friend, um, it's interesting that <laughs> you don't like to talk about yourself because we're supposed to like that. Um, you know, that's why I hate reading like all the like horoscopes or hearing so many people who are so knowledgeable about um zodiacs because everything most of what a leo is supposed to be i don't see that uh in you and i and it's I so agree. funny uh it's yeah. so funny because if like, oh they're braggadocious or oh, they have to have all the attention they love talking about themselves and it's like, like actually no not at all <laughs> like, oh, well, not here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i've always equated it too because there are some parts of being a leo that i really appreciate you know like being a leader and like you know um, being courageous but um, 
I share a birthday with my mom and my aunt. And so I've always been like, well, so I don't want to be the center of attention because it's not about me. It's about my mom, you know? So it's like, I think from birth, it's never just been about me. It's been a celebration with us. And so like, that's just how I've always lived. It's like, it's us. And one thing I know about you is like, your mentality is it's us too. Like, it's never just me or just you, it's us. And so why don't you talk to us a little bit about where that started for you because all all that I know of you is doing whatever you can to help other people supporting everybody's dreams like making their magic happen yeah. like taking care of your you know family and people that aren't even your family I mean you're, you take care of everybody so how do you how did you get to that and how do you maintain it behavior uh, as psychology, child psychology, and I guess adult psychology, both. Uh, a lot of behavior that we have is learned behavior by observation. Um, there are plenty of things that are innate for all of us, but a lot of what we do, whether we realize it or not, is observation. And I think a very big, I know a very big, a big piece of this is just how I've always seen my mother operate. Uh, I'm a product of a single parent home. I have growing up all the way up until high school, uh, it was just myself and my older sister. We're four years apart. Um, And between me and Hannah, I said my mom just did everything that she could for us, but she's also been and always has been the same thing. It's servant leadership, um, just always willing to be at the disposal of making things happen and being useful for people. Uh, then even, like I said, even uh, with my younger sister being born, um, Jayla, uh, we're 15 years apart, which is such a crazy thing to think about. Um, mm-hmm. But my younger sister, Jayla, it's, just, it's always been the same thing. Um, when, I was, when I was born, my mom literally had a daycare. Um, my grandmother and my grandfather um, both went to um, theology school, so they were both pastors. Uh, so my my sister, I mean, my mom and my poor uncles all raised in church. Uh, so a part of that is our faith. Uh, and in terms of being Christians, that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, that's a big piece of what of the creed in which we follow and all of that um, with follow, being a follower of Christ. Uh, but then still seeing it is different because a lot of people to this day are Christians, are Muslims, are atheists or whatever they are. And they claim that title, they don't live that life. Uh, and it's a big part of the job to do both. Uh, so my mom, I've always seen my mom do that. She's always been, like I said, she's been willing to be anywhere and everywhere. I see, I saw it the most in church more than anywhere else. Uh, and I just, I naturally learned it and I naturally picked up on it. So that's how I've always been. Uh, like you said, it's always been, as far as you know, as far as people who've known me longer, People who know me shorter, it's just always what has been and where where I know most of it came from. Um, and it isn't it isn't a rewarding job. I can tell people that for sure. It's not something mm-hmm. that uh, if you're somebody who needs to have validation or you need to you know see the fruits of your labor all the time or get credit. There's nothing wrong with getting credit. There's nothing wrong with validation. I don't want to uh, criticize anybody, but if you're somebody who needs that more than someone like you or I then this isn't the lifestyle or the job um, that you're looking for. I can, I can tell you yeah. that it's a, it's a, it's a I, I can't remember the term. It's not a selfless job. It's a, 
it's whatever. But yeah, a selfish yeah. job. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it is a selfish job. You know, I think. Yeah. About it. Learn, to answer your question, it's, it's learned behavior from my mother um, more than anything. And then I guess it's also just made it innate in the same in the same breath. Yeah, I think in some ways it's a gift too, because yeah, like you said, that. like, you know, there's a lot of people that can watch that behavior, but then as they, like, they need that, that thank you, that the praise, the appreciation. And, and I, a phrase I say all the time is, you know, I don't do it for the income. I do it for the outcome. And when I say income, I don't mean money. I mean, yeah. what I receive, I'm not doing it for what I'm going to get. I'm doing it for what it's going to give to other people. And if you can't have that mentality it's just really exhausting you know and and sometimes i there's another quote that i really love that's like be so full that they can take and take and take and take and you're still overflowing and like that's just how i want to be that's my choice you know And, and i know it exhausts me sometimes you know i know that it's like there are some days when I'm like, why am I, <laughs> why is this what I'm choosing to do? But at the end of the day, like, I just feel called to, I don't know any other life. I don't know any yeah. other way and I don't want to, you know? So how do you stay motivated? Um, I remember what the thing was. It was a thankless job. <laughs> a thankless job. Yes, it is a thankless job. And that's the you know, same thing. You, you're yeah. not doing it for what you get back. You're not doing it for the things you're doing it for what you give. So how do you stay in that space when you are feeling really downtrodden? Because I know like, for example, you know, we're recording this in November of 2020, which has been the year of, uh, what, what does, what adjective do you want to use? You know, it's been like the, the most uh, unprecedented is the best word I can think of. Um, you know, it's been a year that has been exhausting and traumatizing and, for so many reasons and then especially like you know for you as a black man like I'm sure that like that's very exhausting in its own you know stratosphere and in conjunction with everything else so like how do you stay in that zone of like giving and loving and caring when you're just really exhausted when when things are when things are natural you can't get away from them it's it, like you said it's, it's a calling that's so good it's a calling you know so it's like yeah as 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 tired as you get as whatever other word exhausted drained whatever as there, there's a poem called don't quit which a lot of us know um which i believe you you referenced on a couple of episodes is i mean at the end of the day it's like yeah you can be tired and that's okay um you just don't quit and taking risks is great um there's a poem that i love a lot called if um which i love the poem if and for anybody that's listening that's never read it that doesn't know what it is if you need motivation if is a great poem um but you don't get tied to if and poems like don't quit until you've been in those positions um and that's that's a big piece of it and i think I think everybody at some point in 2020 has gotten into those positions. So this would be a great time mm-hmm. to do it. But um, yeah, it's, it's like when I get down about, you know, everything that's happened this year and everything that's maybe happened the year before or anything of that nature is, it's okay to take a moment to step back and reflect or take a break or whatever, but you don't get anything done being I'm idle. Chilling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> and you also know, just as much as you know everything else, is that you also know that I've always been a busybody. And so I Same. don't know how to be still for too long. <laughs> Um, I don't yeah, want I can't, to. I can't be still for too long. Go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and but I did. I did use a lot. I did use more time this year than I've ever used to kind of to really kind of take a break. Um, like I said, because I a lot of people that know me know that it's always work. It's always like you said, helping other people do mm-hmm. something. So I'm always finding myself occupied. But I did take uh, some time to kind of rest, and it felt so odd. Um, but for those of us in whatever stratosphere of 2020 and life that we're in, please, by all means, uh, when you feel exhausted, when you feel drained, use whatever resource, positive resource that that is to relax and wind down and self-reflect, uh, whether that be talking to a friend, listening to this podcast, if it's working out, whatever the case may be, use that, do those things, um, but don't stay down in that dump um, because you, you can't get anywhere there. Uh, if you play sports, a lot of us heard uh, in times when we were tired or times when we got knocked down or we fell that, you know, there's no air down there. Uh, they always, yeah. coaches always said, there's no air down there. It is. It's the same air when I stand up. But <laughs> uh, for, the, for, the, for, the sake of, for the sake of this, there's no air down there. Um, so by all means, please catch your breath. You know, you got the win, not that of you this year. A lot of us did. Um, but catch your breath. Take your time getting up. Stand up and catch your breath again. Drink some Gatorade, but you got to get back on the court, get back on the field, get back on the mat, on the track, whatever it is, and keep it going. I love that. And and that reminds me of yet another quote that's like, you know, learn how to rest, not quit. And I think it's just so, what you said was so valuable because, you know, I asked the question of like, how do you stay, you know, like that when you're feeling downtrodden? Honestly, when I'm feeling downtrodden, that's when I feel the most likely to want to give myself to other people. Because mm-hmm. when I'm feeling so downtrodden is oftentimes when I'm feeling very introspective or very yeah. overwhelmed of like what's happening to me, what's around me. It's very, it's, you know, for lack of a better word, it's kind of selfish, you know, for me to just be like, well, I'm afraid and I'm tired and I'm this and I'm that. And though it's important to respect those feelings, you know, it's important to recognize when you are just giving too much and you do need a break or a bubble bath or a a nap or, you know, a snack or whatever it is. Um, I, I just know that like on a day where I'm feeling maybe the, not my best, like, one of the best things for me to do is to put myself back into somebody else. And so like, for example, having a conversation like this, like you said, or, you know, just picking up the phone and calling my mom or, you know, calling a friend I haven't talked to in a while, or, you know, there's just so many ways that that's actually what does give me rest, you know, is like to love on somebody else. And so I, I am really glad that you said that because I don't know, I was expecting you to say something really, like deep and action item and it was just actually like really a perfect response yeah, which no, I don't, don't expect any less <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't you don't always have to to dig deep and and be philosophical uh, a lot a lot a lot more of life is a lot simpler than we make it and mm-hmm. it's just something that you learn um day to day year to year uh with just wisdom and knowledge and experiences that you know, a lot of times it's cool to, to add the extra feel, frills and words and, I don't know, uh, Socrates croaks, but other times it's just like, <laughs> hey, 
take a break, get up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simple, but significant for sure. So while we're in this like crazy phase of life, what have you, what is like your rest time? What is keeping you distracted and busy? Um, not much of anything, but in, in, terms, of, <laughs> in terms of distracted, not much of anything in terms of busy. Um, so I, so I still work full time, uh, outside of work, which plays into a lot of what we already talked about is of me being as giving and like a tool for others. That's literally what the company that I started, that's really the root of it is that I found myself, um, for so long trying to make myself available for friends that, you know, that participate in, you know, on musical careers and trying to find a way to help them so much. is like, I was like, well, I do it so much. Like, how can I like find a way to do it better and, and make and this make sense. Yeah. Thing. So uh, when I'm not at work and even when I am at work, I'm finding a way to work on that. I'm trying to execute things at the same time. Um, when I get home, it's still that in one way or another. Um, I am reading or I'm going, I'm going to start reading more. Uh, which is a good habit. I, what I have been doing more of is I've been re refreshing myself on my Japanese. Oh. Um, and I'm also going to refresh myself on my French because uh, I would like to use my languages that I took so much time to learn about. <laughs> I forgot that you knew those languages. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've been taking a lot of time out of my days on Duolingo since we have our phones so much in our hands. I want to kind of, I try to cut down on my screen time, but if I'm going to have it relatively high or to what I feel like is high, I at least want it to be used as some benefit. So I've been refreshing myself on my Japanese. I'll be moving to my French um, a little later. I'm starting to write a book. Um, What? Tell me more. I was literally (laughs) just about to ask, like, what are you reading? But like, I'm about to read your book. Like, tell me more. I'm nowhere near... So uh, coming into last year and going into 2019, I had three goals, uh, three things that I wanted to do. And originally I started the year kind of like on all cylinders, trying to do all three, because like I said, naturally, I try to do too yeah, much. At once. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I try to do too much at once. Um, and they're really, and it's really like three, like three wildly different things. So I couldn't really focus on one effectively and try to do the other two. So I did what I felt like would be the easiest, which was starting the company. Um, I started the company and kind of got that role in restructuring those which, things. Congratulations, by the way. That's like really huge. So you go. That's amazing. Um, and I gave that like a year. Like I said, we're, I'm re- refiguring things out now, but still, it's at least established and can continue to make movement and progress. Uh, so now I'm back. I started back maybe like two months ago, two or three months ago saying, okay, let's pick up the other two again at the same time. Um, (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) I literally, I just don't know what's wrong with me. Um, And for like a month, it was going great. Like I was planning, I was writing a book and like planning the other thing at the same time. And I was kind of piecing it all together. But it's not, it doesn't make sense. So I'm, but I am going to continue to try to do it. I'm going to try to work on two two of these projects at the same time. I won't tell you what the third project is yet, but you'll you'll be excited. But the book is, uh, it has a tentative name, but it's still very early, but it's going to be a a book of creative writing. Um, Love it. 
in the past, I was a heavy um, poet. <laughs> um, I wrote, performed, and wrote a lot of poetry in college. And I'm going to rewrite, I'm going to write new poetry and add some of my older poetry, uh, as well as some fresh creative writing short stories and things of that nature. Uh, and the intention is to have that available and ready next year. Um, so, yeah. Let me know if I can help you in any way. I think that's amazing. And I just think life is better when people help us make our dreams come true. I agree. And that also makes me think of, correct me if I'm wrong, but we had like somewhat of a poetry class together. It wasn't poetry, but it was like literature. Mm -hmm. And they, <laughs> I was not, this wasn't my major for very long because <laughs> it was just not my thing. And I remember like they would read, we would read stuff and be like, okay, like break into groups and interpret what that was. And it would say things like, and when she stepped out into the new day, it was hot as whatever. And I'm like, so she went outside and it was hot. And everybody else is like, it's it's all encompassing the, the nature of, it was like, I'm like, I just took that it was hot, you know, like I right, didn't go right. anywhere with it. <laughs> um, so maybe I can't help you write your poetry, but if I, seriously, like if I can help in any way, or if anybody listening, like, you know, wants to, to be a part of that project or whatever, like, I think that's amazing and you deserve the support. Thank you. So before we finish here, yes. did you have any other things you wanted to make sure that you got to say today? No, I didn't. I didn't come into this. Um, so you prepare for every conversation, but not this one. Well, no, I did, but I don't. <laughs> I didn't. What I was saying was that I don't. I didn't come into this looking for a platform. I'm not here to promote my new album or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, I, I didn't come in with any intention um, besides really being the next chapter and the next step uh, in providing to the audience what the golden hour really is built for. Um, like I said, I, I wish that it wasn't called the golden hour so we could afford to last until a longer conversation if need be. But I just wanted to make sure that this episode was just as good as the previous episodes um, and a part of a piece of improvement going forward. So if there's any other questions you have, I would love to answer them, um, but no. Well, I, I, so this one, is actually probably the most different one that I've done because I feel like I go into a lot of them with some questions, most of which are all pretty the same. You know, mm -hmm. it's very much like, what does resilience mean to you? And what do you think about failure? And like, if you could go back and talk to your younger self, what would you say? And I think that those things are really valuable. But what I also think is really valuable is like just human connection, right? And yeah. you are a person that when I first met you, though you already knew who I was, I didn't know who you were. I think, you know, almost immediately I felt as though like you were going to be a lifelong friend for me and like you were going to be in my life forever. And, and I still feel that way. And we haven't talked in years. And like, I think, you know, I, I feel like nothing, I, I feel like I could talk to you about anything. I think I could talk to you all night long. And, and, and I really, I think that's really what my intention was for, this episode is just how special I think that like some friendships that we have are and like yeah. how 
you know, it on Instagram and social media, like it always looks like a certain way, like even just having friends and like being having adult friendships. And I just think that it's really special to know somebody like you that I know I could literally call at any time and be like, my car is broken down and I'm in California, come get me and you'd figure it out. Like yeah. you'd literally figure it out. And it leads me to a story that I hope you don't mind me sharing. No, please. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't care. We're already here. <laughs> okay, so so Isaiah is somebody who's very comforting to be around. I hope you can tell that just by like our conversation today. But um, I, I feel like I first really got to know you when we were RAs together. And you had been an RA for like 100 years. And I was just coming in. <laughs> I was coming in as a junior, which like in RA years is old. You know, like most RAs are like sophomores. And so I was coming in yeah. halfway through the year of my junior year. Um, and so it was like an all freshman hall, whatever. And you very quickly like took me under your wing, which I appreciated. Everybody did. Shout out to Georgia Hall staff. Like everybody was great. You all really, you know, took me in, but you really, really took me in the most. And, and do you remember my very first, um, like room inspection? With the, when I, the, was that, I don't know if that was the first one with the, um, with the dead animals. The taxidermy, yes. yes. I just <laughs> told this story like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I tell it all the time because literally like, okay, so we, we have to do room inspections, right? And normally like Isaiah says to me, all you need to worry about is like, do they have a candle? Is there a turtle in their room? Like, you know, is there alcohol bottles? Like you're looking for very simple things. And most of the time people do what they're supposed to do, right? Like you get the occasion. I had all females. So like they're mostly, mostly clean, you know? And so it's not, not terrible. And, you know, we tell them a week in advance, Hey, we're coming into your room. You go with a buddy. So that way you could just like key into the room, whatever. And I was nervous because my first time, I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to do it poor. And literally the first room that we walk into are, there are dead animals everywhere that have been, there's one, like, do you recall there was like a little tiny trash can and there was just like, it looked like a bunny rabbit, just like swirling in blood, just like in the little trash can. I mean, I, I'm, I'm acting as if it happened yesterday. This literally was in what, 2013, 2012. Like it was so mortifying. For to the sure. woman whose room that was, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry to talk about you in this way. I have nothing against you, but your room disturbed me. It was <laughs> and, very and literally my favorite thing about you in that moment, like I'm sure I squealed, like I'm certain that I just was like, oh my God, like I'm sure that I just like fell into myself and you were like, go outside, go into the hallway, I'll take care of it. Like you were just so calming and like in a moment that was very traumatic to me and I still talk I tell that story to this day because one people are like oh big and already is easy I was like it's actually a lot crazier than you think <laughs> um but but I'm just so grateful to have had like your peace and your comfort in that moment and and in many other moments that yeah. we've shared but that one is one I don't think I'll ever forget to my grave that's so funny because I've literally I don't know why I was telling the story but maybe at max a month ago i was telling this, i was i don't know why i was talking about this memory but i was really telling the same story and i was like no like nothing in ra training prepares you to walk into a room full of fresh taxidermy like is the smell is nothing you can prepare for no light is nothing you can prepare for like it was no. so weird it was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> 
yeah it was like room one or two like it was like like the first we walked into but that's just you you're calm (laughs) you're cool you're collected you're brilliant you're compassionate and I'm really grateful that you're my friend I'm truly grateful for you I'm very happy uh, to know that you have this podcast available for really the world um whenever they get to it slow pokes but for those (laughs) For those that are listening now, um, everything that you've heard in this conversation, this is your first conversation uh, of the episode of the Golden Podcast that you're listening with Kimmy, um, is what you're going to get no matter how long this runs. Um, Kimmy's definitely, as much as she calls us a ray of sunshine, she's the ray of sunshine as well. Um, She's generous, she's kind, uh, she's loving, supportive. Uh, So I definitely value uh, having you as well. Didn't know um, that we wouldn't talk for a long time as much as we have, but that's just, that's a life thing um, more than anything. Um, yeah, you know, you know, you you move on to co- from college or you start graduating, you go to other states and grad schools or whatever that happens. But like Kimmy said, like there's some people that you just don't disconnect from. Uh, some people you just kind of draw to, and I think it was natural. I think we both did. Uh, it's kindred spirits. Um, before we well knew, um, I had another point I wanted to reply to earlier before you told the story, but yeah, I agree. And we share the same sentiments. Well, let's do better. Let's talk more. <laughs> <laughs> so give us something to hold on to. If you could give us like your, you know, your last words of wisdom, some, some smart sense give Mm. us something to hold on to from today's episode wow um i got a lot of things i want to kind of say how much time do i say them all (laughs) as much as you need take your time we didn't talk about resilience and i do feel like i do want to make sure that you get something out of this uh in terms of what it means or looks like or feels like to be resilient And for those who are feeling weak uh, outside of the resting point that we talked about earlier, uh, being a strong person doesn't always mean that you have to do the fight by yourself. Uh, Being resilient also can open the door to asking for help and getting assistance, Um, not just always being the only one out there. Um, Definitely long suffering is something that does not come easy um strength does not come easy any positive trait that you have as a human uh any of the fruits of the spirit uh or anything of that nature those things don't come just on a whim uh you have to practice it's just like working out you don't get the fit body you don't get the muscles just by you know showing up to to the gym or sitting in the parking lot or never going at all like you gotta kind of you gotta work at these things and so uh, when it comes to hitting a wall, hitting an obstacle, don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, don't be afraid to try something new. Uh, and don't be afraid to get out of yourself. Uh, and that can be a litany of things after that. Uh, so I do want to speak to resilience because it's something that it's in all of us, uh, but you don't know until you have to use it. Uh, you got to mm-hmm. find a way 
a lot of times you got to find a way. So I do want to leave that for that for sure. Um, in terms of anything else to leave with the audience uh, in, our, in our limited time left. Um, something that I, I know that Kimmy will agree with for sure is that it's, it's certainly a blessing to be a blessing to other people. And if this year didn't teach you anything else about being grateful for what you have. Uh, a lot of people had funerals that they truly couldn't have and weddings planned that they had to cancel. And, you know, we gained some things in life this year, but we also lost a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. And so truly being grateful and being a blessing to other people uh, will go a long way. Uh, uh, what I do every year, for those who know me, is that every year my birthday comes around, I send out this like semi-lengthy message. I try to keep it short. It never yeah. works. Um, <laughs> but I send out this message every year to people as they say, thank you, happy birthday to me. And I always implore people to, you know, at least if you've never done it before, anywhere within the last 365 days today to celebrate me, if, if that's what you would like to do, uh, it's to find a way to be selfless. It, and that can be writing a simple note to someone, buying someone's meal, doing something out of the normal uh, or out, a little bit out of your way as an act of kindness, um, because we never know what that does for the next person. Uh, that could be the one thing that, you know, is keeping them off of a ledge. And that could be, you know, literally or metaphorically. Uh, we have no idea. So, yeah, being a blessing to, it's a blessing to be a blessing. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. And we should definitely, in being grateful, the more grateful that you are, the more apt you are to, you know, be willing to extend yourself. And between the two of us that you're listening to today, selflessness is all we really know. So... <laughs> uh, if you don't get a little bit more out of that from us today then i think we kind of failed and you wasted an hour of your time <laughs> yeah and we gotta we gotta do a part two we gotta, i guess we do another they weren't convinced. yeah <laughs> well honestly i i appreciate you sharing your your thoughts on resilience and i really appreciate you you know continuing to prove the point of like none of this journey has to be done alone and it shouldn't be you know like reach out to people and like let people let people help you make your dreams come true let them help you carry your burden like nobody has to do any of this alone and you know with the whole point of of like being a blessing I think you are such a blessing of a person to know and and it's a gift that keeps on giving to just have friends like you so if you don't have a friend like Isaiah you need one and if somebody does want to be your friend Isaiah how can they get in touch with you um they have to go through you okay <laughs> <laughs> um I am social media wise if that's what we're asking I am on Instagram at inception eight um that's the word inception just like the movie the number eight um on Twitter which I'm probably there a lot more frequently <laughs> is um, common sense, which is common is spelled normal. Sense is spelled C-E-N-T-Z. Uh, it's all one word. So it's kind of like money, but it's kind of like knowledge. And, uh, it's all worth it. No, penny for your thoughts type, <laughs> penny for your thoughts type thing. Uh, but common sense on, uh, on Instagram. I don't check Facebook, so don't find me there at all. Um, and tell us again the name of your company. Uh, Dreamer Digital. Uh, that's spelled 
D-R-E-A-M-R. So there's no E after the M. Um, digital is spelled normal. So that's Dreamer Digital. Um, the website is dreamer.digital. The Instagram and Twitter are Dreamer Digital. All one word. I love it. I love it. And I love you. And I'm very grateful that you joined me today. Love you so too. if you don't, thank you. If you don't have anything else to say, I guess we'll sign off here. No, I'm done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done, but I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm not done. Yeah. Um, that, that's what I remember, though. I remember that the other thing I was going to say was that that's why I was so adamant about asking, like, what do I do to, like, prepare? Like, do you need to send me anything? Because I was trying to, like, have everything kind of just fleshed out and, like, answered, not fully answers laid out, but, like, just be prepared for all the kind of questions or any background. This I was me chopping that up. You know, this was me. <laughs> this was me stumping you. <laughs> well, you're welcome back anytime. I, I know that there's so much inside that, like, precious head of yours so I would love to dive in even deeper a hundred more times again so you and I are going to do better keeping in touch um this is a sentiment to everybody out there if you've got a friend you love tell me love them right now just text them call them facetime them do send a carrier pigeon just drive to their house whatever, whatever, we'll whatever wear a mask you know yeah <laughs> whatever it is tell them you love them but I'm very grateful for you I'm very grateful for all those people listening and I look forward to all the continued conversations the continued love and go out there and bless some people today amen i agree amen bye thank you for listening to golden hour i so appreciate you following along the journey i hope that you got some inspiration and some love and some encouragement and hopefully some laughs today Please like, share, subscribe, cheer along, all the things. I would love for this podcast to get to as many people as possible. So please like, share, subscribe, post on your Instagram, tag me, all the things. I really appreciate the support. I appreciate you wanting to make the world a better place by listening to this podcast and by just being you. So I hope you have a great day. Thanks again for following along. You can find me on Instagram at Kimmy Cantrell. And I will talk to you next time.